Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome in to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. So excited that you would join us and be with us today. Um, Some of you might be able to tell on the podcast today and on the recording that I am actually losing my voice as we speak, Um, but I still wanted to jump on and try to give this encouraging message that the Lord had laid on my heart for today. So excited that you would be with us. Thank you for joining in to the Recovery to Recovered podcast where we usually talk recovery things and from time to time I preach as a as a pastor and um, you know these are messages that I preach with our recovery group as well so these are words that I have spoken over our ministry and I am a pastor as well in Shelbyville Tennessee at Canvas Community Shelbyville which by the way um, we just launched officially um, you know last week as Canvas Community Shelbyville so shout out to Canvas Community Shelbyville family um, this morning just took that position about a month ago And we are just so excited about what God is doing there, how God is already moving there. It has just been incredible to be a part of. So if you've never tuned into the show today, yes, most of the time we do talk about recovery issues. I am the director of a faith-based recovery center, Be the Bush Recovery Ministries. And we have a sister program called Miriam House, which is an incredible program as well. We have an incredible director, Tasha Hill, who we will have on the show soon. Uh, so that you guys can uh, check her testimony and story out and hear her vision and what's going on there at Miriam House. Um, But just wanted to preface today's show with that. Uh, Just love you guys and so thankful um, that you guys are tuning in. Um, You guys can also follow me on social media and other platforms. So with all of that out of the way, I wanted to bring you a message today that's entitled produce fruit in any season I'll repeat that produce fruit in any season because according to the Bible in Mark 11 starting in verse 12 this is a possibility and that's where we're going to start today Mark 11 starting in verse 12 the Bible says here on the next day when they had left Bethany he became hungry seeing at a distance a fig tree and leaf he went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. You can skip down to verse 20 there. As they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the tree which you have cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to him, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that what he is going to say happen will be granted unto him. Therefore, I say to you, all things which you pray for, ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Father, I pray over the next couple of moments that you would anoint me to speak a word over your people today, that they can produce fruit in any season, God, no matter what it is that they're going through, no matter if it's a wet season, dry season, full of blessing or full of drought, 
Lord God, that they can produce fruit for the kingdom of God. Help me, Lord, today. Help us today receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So we're talking about fruit in any season, right? And, you know, this is something that's talked about in the church all the time, talking about seasons. You know, you go, we go through seasons and we go through this and we go through that. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, makes it pretty clear about seasons. So watch this. There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under heaven, a time to give birth and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace in a time of shunning, of shunning, embracing a time to search and a time to give up as lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear apart and a time to sew together, a time to be silent and a time to speak. Seasons, right? That's what we, we, we are establishing that, that there's seasons. God also even sets up seasons for governments and kingdoms. He's established earthly seasons. Psalms 104 and 19, he appointed the moon for season. The sun knoweth it's going. Genesis 1, 14, and God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for what seasons and for days and years. So do we see, do we see guys that God has appointed times and seasons in governments, in the earth, in your life, there's a time to be born, there's a time to die, there's a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to throw stones, a time to gather, a time to weep, a time to laugh, right? There's a time for victories, there is a time for losses, there are a time for peaks, there are times for valleys, there are times for tribulations, and times for it to be all good in the hood, amen. So we see here from the scriptures that there are times and seasons that are ordained by God but looking back at our initial text real quick and you can see the meat of what I'm talking about today on the next day he became hungry seeing at a distance a fig tree and leaf he went to see if perhaps he could find anything on it and when he came to it he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs it wasn't the what it wasn't the season for figs And he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. Here's what my main point of today's show is. You know what there's not a season for? There's not a season for not producing fruit for the kingdom of God. If you are in the presence of Jesus, my goodness, that will preach right there. We've got so many people that come in service after service and get in the presence of God week after week. And there is no fruit in their life that says, yes, I belong to Jesus. And let me tell us right now, guys, that's illegal in the kingdom of God. Look what Jesus did. The text says that it wasn't even the season for figs. But yet when Jesus walks up to it and it does not bear fruit, he curses and condemns it and says, no one will ever eat fruit from you again. 
It was not even the season for this tree to produce figs. But yet when Jesus walks up to it, when the presence of Almighty God walks up to this tree, that's not even the season for figs. Jesus curses it because it's in his presence and it does not produce fruit. Why? Why does Jesus do that? Because he was there on the day that the tree was intelligently designed and beautifully created. He was there when God said, let there be light and it come flying out of his mouth at 186,000 miles per second because he is the visible image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation for by him, all things were created both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones and dominions, rulers or authorities, because all things were created through him, by him, and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Come on, somebody. Give God a shout of praise wherever it is that you're listening to this morning. That's why he has the ability to curse a tree when it will not produce fruit while in his presence. It's because he was there the day that that tree was intelligently designed and beautifully created. It is because of him the tree is even there, just like it is because of him that we are here. So how could we, if in his presence, not produce fruit for the kingdom of God? Can I just share this right now? If we come to church week after week and sit in his presence but don't produce fruit for the kingdom, is it fair to say according to the scriptures that Jesus would be frustrated with us? You know, we might go through seasons, but we ourselves in the kingdom and those those of us who are in Christ, we are not a seasonal people because if you're in his presence, fruit will be a byproduct of that supernatural fruit. It might not even be the season for you to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. But if you're in his presence, supernaturally, you will produce fruit for the kingdom of God. All hell might be breaking out around you and in your life, but you can still produce fruit for the kingdom of God. People might be dying on you and your family or your friends, but you can still produce fruit for the kingdom of God. People might be talking bad about you and recklessly and gossiping and and the world around you. It's it's not time and it's not a season where the fruit of God should be produced in your life. But if you're in the presence of Almighty God, there is no season in your life that you cannot produce fruit for the kingdom of God. Come on, man. I'm preaching this thing. I'm starting to feel the Holy Spirit of God. Come on. There's not a season in your life that you cannot produce fruit for the kingdom of God. When you stay in his presence, when you're hungry for his word, when you stay in church, when everybody says to leave, when you stay in the prayer closet, when others don't even understand it, when you can stay in the presence of Jesus, you can produce fruit no matter what's going on in the world around you. Jesus curses the tree that while in his presence did not produce fruit. Why do we think that we are any different? God loves all of his creation. And yes, he loves mankind with a special love. He says, you see the fowl of the air, not one drops to the ground without your father knowing. So how much more does he care for you? We need to look at this situation as an encouragement, actually, because the Lord is giving this to us as an example of what we can't afford in our lives. You have to look at it in the correct light. 
So if Jesus is upset about this tree not bringing forth fruit in the wrong season in his presence, that means that in no matter what season we are in in life, we can produce fruit if we will stay in his presence. My goodness, that is so good. That's why this is an encouragement, because this wasn't even the season for figs. But if you're in the presence of God, you can and will produce fruit. Although this tree didn't, you can. If you have the right perspective and the right mentality and the right heart and the right mindset about it. I don't know about you, but that encourages me. It lets me know that there is no season where if I'm in the presence of God that I can't produce fruit for the kingdom of God. This isn't some doom and gloom message, right? This is a message that if you stay in the presence, you can produce. If you stay connected to the vine, you will produce fruit no matter what season you are in. I want that to be an encouragement to you today, our listeners, that no matter what season you're in, no matter what is going on in the world around you, that if you'll stay in the presence of Jesus, you can produce fruit. This tree obviously should have produced fruit. Otherwise, why would Jesus become agitated with it and curse it? His very presence should, can, and will bring about fruit in your life. I don't know what it is that you're going through today or if you're going through anything today. I know that in the good seasons, when everything's going well, when life is good, you should produce fruit for the kingdom of God. And I also know through the scriptures that no matter what season you are in, you are capable of producing fruit for the kingdom of God. If only you will stay in his presence. I want to pray for you today. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for what it is that you're doing in every life of the believer. God, you are the vine that we must be connected to. And if we stay connected to the vine, we can produce fruit in any season, Lord. And if we do not produce fruit, your word says that you will cut us off from the vine. Lord Jesus, equip your people, equip your saints with your Holy Spirit and power. Father, Give us supernatural abilities to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. No matter what it is that we're going through in life, Father, we pray that you would give us supernatural ability to produce fruit for your kingdom. Lord, we love you so much and we thank you for what you're doing today in the earth. Lord God, it's so easy to turn on the TV or look outside and and think of doom and gloom and think of, of all the negative things that are going on. But God, we know this one thing to be true that you are still on the throne and that you are still king of glory and that your plans, purposes and agendas will go forth in the earth. Forgive us as your your children and your bride in the areas that we have failed you. Wash us clean by the blood of Jesus, for we know that you are coming back for a spotless bride. Father, we love you so much and we thank you in Jesus mighty name. Amen. And the church said amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.